Hey, Oil Country, this is Taylor Hall. Hey, this is Connor McDavid. Double team, got it back. Score! What a beautiful move! And welcome back, Connor! This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I'm Leon Dreisel. This is Jordan Everly from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid feeds Everly for the hat trick. He's got it! This, this is Oil Country. Willard Myers, what time? What a save by Cam Talbot! He got him with the left pass! And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Ched. Less than an hour until the NHL trade deadline. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Brendan Ulrich. Taking you through Oilers now today. Bob Stoffer getting set to travel with the Oilers to Buffalo. The Oilers have not made a trade today. They have added new players, including Adam Party off waivers from the Winnipeg Jets. Adam Cracknell off waivers from the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, both of them, uh, one's 30, the other one's 31. They will both be unrestricted free agents after this season. Goaltender Laurent Brassois and defenseman Brandon Davidson both signed to two-year contract extensions, so those will kick in for next season. Jujar Kara and Jordan Osterley have been sent to the Bakersfield Condors. That is the Oilers' news today, Rob. Uh, if you're just joining us, we went over, obviously, a lot of that in the last hour. We'll have an interview with Laurent Brassois coming up um, pretty soon, too. So some guys who, I think the key for those guys, too, Rob, they have... They haven't been rushed in, into the NHL. Obviously, Bressois wasn't even drafted by an Oiler, as by the Oilers. He was drafted by the Calgary Flames, a team that's often been criticized for bringing play, players along too quickly. These guys have been able to get some seasoning, and they've been able to earn their way into the league. Well, it was interesting listening to Brandon Davidson. Uh, Bob asked him, you know, who when you think today of where you are in this new contract, what do you think back who helped you the most? And right away he said, well, the coaches I had in the minors. You know, the, the things that I learned down there, the, the way that they, they help me on a daily basis. And when you're in the minors, it's more teaching. At the National Hockey League level, it's about winning. In the minors, it's about teaching. It's about seasoning. It's about helping a kid adjust from a junior league to playing with men. And, and mistakes can be made down there. And you know what? You know, we made the mistake. Well, we're going to give you a chance to do it again. Okay, go out there, do it. And the mistakes aren't as pronounced and they're not as criticized because... I mean, frankly, you're not playing in front of the whole world at that point. And they're allowing you to become the player you want without the pressure. When you come up at a young age, you play at the National Hockey League level. And you just look at Justin Schultz. He's a little older, but he found his way here at the National Hockey League level. And when things went sour, it went sour in a big public way. And it's hard for a young player to play through that. Brandon Davidson was in the minors, good coaching down there, was allowed to become the player that he is today. And now when he's fully ready to, to make that jump into the National Hockey League, he grasped the opportunity, and he looks comfortable. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's not easy being comfortable in the NHL. Brandon Davidson is, and I think a lot of it has to do with the number of years he spent in the minors. So today on uh, Oilers Now, presented by Digitex, Canada's largest Canon dealership, where the main goal is to save you time and money and provide true Alberta service. Check them out at digitex.ca. Digitex now has... A massive supplies division where you can find paper and supplies for all brands of office equipment. You will hear 
from uh, Peter Shirelli a little bit later on, from head coach Todd McClellan, Laurent Brassois, Brandon Davidson. We'll hear from you as well. We're working on a couple of other guests uh, on the fly. Of course, a lot of things in flux. We'll talk about some of the big trades today, uh, notably Chris Russell going from Calgary to Dallas for Yerky Yokopaka, Oil Kings forward Brett Pollock, and a conditional second-round pick that could become a first if Dallas makes the conference final. Mikel Bodker going to the Colorado Avalanche from Arizona. The Coyotes get Alex Tangay, Connor Bleakley, and Kyle Wood. Those are the two uh, most significant trades so far today. Uh, you want to reach us? Oilers now at 630ched.com is the email. That's presented by Homes by Avi. You can text us at 630-630 on Twitter, at Oilers Now. For podcasts, you can go to 630ched.com slash podcast. And, of course, our open line number is 780-496-0063. Of course, we do also want to keep you updated on the uh, Oilers on the ice. And last night, they were able to snap a seven-game winless streak against the New York Islanders. Letty, a one-timer, and that hit. Wrist shot score right off the deflection, Sezikis. And Adam Clendenning, who caught a shot up near the clavicle, right up underneath his chin, maybe. He went down. The puck caromed directly to Sezikis, who banged it home. Wide open, Brandon Davidson. Left circle. Hesitates. High slot. Osterley moves it. Shot score! The first goal of the season for Anton Lander! His first goal since March 16th, 2015. A span of 64 games, and it's finally over. Edmonton's tied the score 1-1. Paul, sharp angle shot, and that went off the blocker. Is it in? Back hitter score! Leon Dreisaitl found the loose puck, and the Edmonton Oilers, in stunning fashion, have taken a 2-1 lead. Dreisaitl's 16th. And the Oilers strike twice in a span of 55 seconds to turn a 1-0 deficit into a 2-1 lead. Now remember, Yakupov elevated here with Pouliot Hurt. McDavid to Everly. Dishes off. One time a rip. Score! Brandon Davidson buries it from the top of the right circle. And three unanswered third period goals for the Edmonton Oilers. I think we've been playing good over the last uh, two games for sure. And then this third game was a big challenge for us, especially uh, after what happened in New York there. Um, we definitely wanted to come out here and have a good showing. And I think uh, everybody bared down tonight, and it was a really big team effort. All right, Brandon Davidson's comments after the Oilers get that victory. Uh, obviously, overall, a tough month for the Edmonton Oilers. There you go 4 8 and 2. They finished the month with three very low-scoring games. They lost 2-1 to the Kings. They lost 2-1 in overtime to the Ducks. They win 3-1 over the Islanders yesterday. Todd McClellan commenting on the effort level over those last three. Well, they, they just the individual pride and the drive and the, the tenacity on pucks, the tenacity on the back check, the tenacity in around the net um, has gone up a fair amount. And um, without that, we don't stand a chance. And maybe they realize that. Um, maybe it took two by four to the forehead, and that was that Ottawa game. Uh, maybe they realize that. Now we've got 18 games left. We'd like to, to maintain that. We'll have some dips, and we'll actually get on some highs where we will have to learn how to, to deal with things. But uh, the tenacity has gone up immensely throughout every individual in the lineup. Well, that was noticeable. I, I mean, the last three games... You had guys 
trying to do the right thing, being in the, in the right spot, not taking chances, making desperate plays when needed, back checking. I mean, it was amazing how much had, that had gone out of their out of their play the last few games on that homestand. Well, and we've seen it before when, when a team realizes when they're looking the standings that the season is done, and the Oilers could see that where they were in the standings that the playoffs were over. Uh, sometimes a little selfishness, sometimes a little individual type play creeps into your game. You 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 start thinking, okay, you know what, the team thing, it's not going to work out. But you know, as a player, I mean, I got I got to impress. I want a new contract. I want more ice time. I want to stay here. All these things get into your head, and it's it's human nature. And it's not just here in Edmonton. It's in all the teams around the league. As soon as they're out. And they needed a wake-up call. And as Todd McClellan said, a two-by-four to the forehead. Uh, and, and that's what it was, uh, the, the backlash from the fans and from the media and from the coach and GM after the homestand. But now they're back to playing the way they were playing earlier in the year. The Oilers aren't going to win every game. And a lot of those games they aren't going to win simply because they're not as good as the team they're playing against. But they're in the games. And they're giving themselves a chance to win. And it's one thing to lose a game because you're not good enough. It's another thing to lose a game because you don't care or you're not competing or you're not battling. That's what they were doing the latter during the homestand. The last three games they've played better. A break here or there, they could be 3-0. and And a break there, here or there, they could have been 0-3. But they're in every game, and I think that's important. Anton Lander breaking a 64-game goalless drought. Here's McClellan. Well, I can tell you what. The same guys that were, um, were trying to protect teammates... Uh, from the booing and that type of stuff. They were the first ones there tapping him. Our bench was truly, truly excited for him. Anton's a great kid. There's nobody uh, that wanted him to score more than the 20 guys that had the uniform on tonight and the guys, uh, you know, meeting the team as they were coming off. We're all happy for him. Uh, we want him to be successful, and he wants to be successful, and it's a weight off his shoulders. He may get on a roll now just because there's relief, so we're happy for him. Well, you could see it. You could see the monkey jump out of the arena off his back. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, bigger than a monkey. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a big one. I mean, sixty-four games for for a forward, who I mean, earlier in the season was on was on the power play for both the first eight or ten games of the season. He finally is able to get one last night. And he's a guy that we've seen have little streaks. He had a streak at the end of last season. He had a streak in the preseason. So it's not as though he's uh, scoring goals is foreign to him. And he, when you find yourself out of the line, you find yourself extended times in the press box to come back and, and contribute. I think that's the biggest thing. He's contributing. And, and you feel good about yourself. Your self-worth is back. You gain a little bit of confidence. So hopefully, as Todd said last night in his post game, hopefully this opens the floodgates a little bit. I mean, Anton's not going to be a 25-goal scorer in the National Hockey League, but he should be able to chip in 8 to 12 goals a season if he gets adequate ice time and he plays on the power play. So it, it's good for him, and he's another guy that is going to get an opportunity down the stretch here. With, with If Pouliot is out for an extended period of time, they sent uh, Jujar back, back down to the minors. So there, there is room for him to play and get his ice time and hopefully find his game. And, yeah, we do expect Pouliot to be uh, out a while. We'll, we'll bring you the full McClellan media availability later on in the show here, but... Uh, uh, McClellan saying today Pouliot will see some doctors and have some tests to determine the severity of his shoulder injury. Uh, clearly, it's it's not good. No, it's not good. And I mean, I give a credit to him for standing out there for another 30 seconds after it happened. It, to me, from the stands, it looked like his shoulder was out. And he stayed on the ice because it was a penalty kill. He didn't leave the ice to go change. Stayed there until they could get the puck out. He had to been in a ton of pain. And he did not go back to the bench. He went right down the hallway to the dressing room. So you knew at that point it was serious. It's it's unfortunate. Uh, he had found uh, his spot with Connor and Jordan. They were having success as a line. 
uh, but it's just a, a just another of a long list of Oilers star players that have been injured for extended periods of time this season. All right, Taylor Hall picked up an assist on last night's winning goal. Oh, we just stuck to it, and we uh, we had a goal of getting a lot of shots to their net and um, playing hard. I mean, we got a little greasy there at the end, which um, which is what we need more of uh, as a team. Well, the Oilers scored on half their shots in the third period. They didn't. They were, I thought, shooting more from the the side angles that you like, Rob McClellan likes, and and, and keeping it low and trying to drive it into the goalie's stick or feet. Kind of a bizarre goal, the game winner for Dreisaitl. We were wondering was the whistle going to go, but Dreisaitl stayed with the puck and found it. Yeah, we we've seen it twice now over the last little while here at Rexall. We saw it against the Oilers, where a puck. Was it, it was a Talbot, wasn't it, that it stayed in his... Against Nashville. Yeah, yeah. where it stayed for, it seemed like an eternity, and eventually the puck rolled into the net, and one that we thought should the whistle should have been blown because there's no way the ref could have seen it. And then the one last night, same thing. Nobody knew where the puck was, and the only reason that the goaltender uh, moved at the end, Halak moved at the end, was because the, the, the ref hadn't blown the whistle. So we thought, oh, no, the puck must be loose. And then when he moved, the puck came out. Good on Leon, Leon going to the blue paint, finding the puck, putting it in. And it, w- it was a big goal for the Oilers at the time. So uh, some bizarre goals. I mean, if you look at all the goals last night, the, uh, the one-off Clendenning's collarbone or, 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 or just his neck area bounces down, they score. There should have been a whistle there as well. Uh, and then a horrible goal by Lander. It's good for him, but Halak's got to have that. I mean, the Oilers only had five shots in the third period, and they scored three goals on him. All right, quickly to Brendan Ulrich. We have another trade to report. Yeah, it's a guy that was, uh, you know, rumored to be uh, maybe on his way to the Oilers. There was some talk about Brandon Peary, but he is going to the Anaheim Ducks for a sixth-round pick. I think that's a pretty uh, good deal for the Ducks because there was speculation they wanted a second or a third. But it's a sixth for forward Brandon Peary from Florida to the Anaheim Ducks. Is he going to play again this year? What's the timetable for that ankle? Uh, I don't know. Wait because and see, it was, I guess. It was, uh, it's not wasn't a pretty injury to watch. Um, I don't think he was placed on IR, was he? So I don't know. Or long-term IR anyways. Just double-checking here. Uh... Well, okay, a few, a few weeks, it says. he uh, uh, February 14th, he suffered the injury. So he's out for a few weeks with that. All right, so Brandon Peary going to the Anaheim Ducks. No trades by the Oilers today. They have signed Brassois and Davidson to extensions. You will hear from both of those men throughout Oilers now. Adam Cracknell, Adam Party claimed off waivers. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, Brendan Ulrich in on Oilers now today. Special trade deadline edition. A little more reaction from last night. Uh, still ahead. You can also reach us, 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. Of course, every Tuesday on Oilers Now, you get Stoffer and Spec, courtesy of Alberta Horse Racing, HRA, proud contributors to the Alberta Lottery Fund. We're back in a couple of minutes. It is 12.22. The Oilers have not made a trade today. The latest one to report from the league, Brandon Peary to the Ducks. The Panthers get a sixth-round pick. Eric Jelena went to the Avalanche for a third-rounder next year. Chris Russell from Calgary to Dallas for Yerky Yokopaka, Brett Pollock, and a conditional second-round pick. Bodker to the Avalanche for Tangay Bleakley and defenseman Kyle Wood. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Brendan Ulrich here as well. Um, 
Tons to talk about uh, today from an Oilers perspective. We're going to hear from Brassois and Davidson as we move along. We'll get into more open line and text time once we get through the 1230 news. Justin Schultz was traded to the Panthers, or pardon me, to the uh, Penguins on the weekend. Peter Shirelli was asked where it went wrong for Schultz in Edmonton. Where did it go wrong? I, I don't. I can't tell you. I didn't watch him closely enough when I was wasn't with the organization. Um, I do know he was highly coveted. Um, I saw him in college. Um, defending in college wasn't as important, um, just generally speaking. So you know, like, like players players learn things, and, and maybe he got a little bit too much too soon here, and and the, the defending side of it didn't come. You can defend positionally and, and by stick, and that's what that's what our staff tried to do. But you know, having said that, he's still young, and and um, you know, we wish him the best where in, in Pittsburgh and, and and afterwards. But I don't have the whole history of him where he went wrong. I I wanted to evaluate him. We gave him a one-year deal, and now we're here at this point today. All right, that's uh, Peter Shirelli during his media availability Saturday night. You can get that full thing on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. And, of course, uh, we'll have more Peter Shirelli later this afternoon. He's expected to speak two-ish before the Oilers fly off to uh, Buffalo. Of course, Oilers now presented by ATB Financial. Minor hockey season is almost over, but there's still time to salute your rink's home ice hero. Watch a video of the latest winner and nominate your own hero at atb.com slash home ice. Purcell went to the uh, Panthers. Anders Nielsen went to the St. Louis Blues. Um, you know, getting picks in return for those players, Rob, I, I think that was expected for Purcell. The way I look at with Schultz, you were either going to get a pick and to me, they probably got a higher pick maybe than I was expecting. They were either going to get a pick or they were going to get a player who wasn't working out with either or either another organization. So either way, you're getting something that you don't know is going to be a contributing oiler at some point down the road. Yeah, you know what? I don't even know what we talked about before. They're going to get an underachiever somewhere else, but... Justin had underachieved so much, so that might even have taken some of those other players out of play, because the, I mean, the, what everyone expected Justin to be and what he became here in Edmonton, there's such a huge gap between the two. So I'm not sure if there was a player that fit that bill around the National Hockey League. Uh, they got the the draft pick. Pittsburgh got a a, a project. I mean, a, a, in the back of everyone's mind is still what he did in college. And then when he went down to the minors and how dynamic he was in the minors. And even if you go back to his rookie season, some of the videotape of what he was doing then. And that's what's in the people's minds that are getting him. That's what's in Jim Rutherford's minds. Maybe we can get him. Maybe not all the way back there, but uh, he's a fragile. He's fragile now. He's, He's not even close to where he was. And they're thinking maybe a change of scenery can help rejuvenate him and get him back at least going in the direction that they need him to go because the direction he was going here was backwards. It wasn't going forwards. 1226 Oilers now on 630 Chet. Uh, just want to cl- clean up a couple other things from last night's game. First of all, the Oilers' penalty killing, outstanding. They went 4-4. Four for four. Here's Matt Hendricks. No one in here was happy with the, with the outing we had in Brooklyn a couple of weeks ago. Um, penalty killers, most part, we got, we got kind of picked apart you know a few goals against us we weren't uh we weren't doing our best to help the team out so we made a few changes a few uh a few defensive uh postural changes and, and we were able to, to keep him at bay but you got to give cam a, a ton of credit too tonight he was our number one star in the pk and talbot liked that penalty killing as well 
Yeah, it's not a team that you want to put on a penalty kill three times in one period when you're trying to protect a lead, but um, our guys came up with some big blocks out there tonight, uh, kept most of the shots to the outside, and uh, let me see most shots, so um, got to give our PK a lot of credit, and uh, just the way our team battled throughout the night and uh, battled for those uh, the three goals there in the third. Well, you got to give the PK a lot of credit, but I think <laughs> that, that, a lot of that was was uh, Cam Talbot. They killed off too early in the third when they were still down a goal, mm-hmm. and then they killed off the Latestu penalty when they were up a goal. Well, it's not. I mean, it's important the the percentage and how many you kill off, but it's more important when you kill them off. And for for the Oilers last night, if they fall behind two, the game is over. Uh, the Islanders had shut it down pretty good. Even when the Oilers made their comeback, they only gave, the Islanders only gave up five shots in the third period. Yeah. So the Islanders, Islanders did do a good shot, good job shutting it down. So if they get that second goal, the Oilers deflate a little bit, and, and the Islanders just cruise to a to a win. Uh, Talbot was outstanding. The, the killers were good, and, and Talbot was great. And I think that what we saw over the last three games is Talbot doing what he's done for most of the season and that has given the Oilers a legitimate chance to win each game. All right, we got the 12:30 news. Here's what is ahead. Brassois, Davidson and your feedback. Whether you want to talk about Brassois and Davidson, your uh, hopes and dreams for the final 18 games of the season. I don't know why I put it that way, Rob. Uh <laughs> Uh, Party and Cracknell being claimed off waivers. And, of course, we'll keep you updated on some of the other moves as well. The text is 630-630. The phone lines are open, 780-496-0063. Oh, and the latest from Coach McClellan, too. All ahead.